Hello, everyone. I'm Asha Nayaswamy, and today we're with both James and Vivica Devi. Mm -hmm. uh, every, every married couple, their stories intertwine, but when we've been listening to you this week, your partnership seems uh, sufficiently central to your life experience that I thought both I and everyone would enjoy seeing you together. So here you are actually in the same room. <laughs> Not even social distancing. <laughs> this is social distancing within the same houses, okay? When you're both quarantined. I just want to say that out loud. Yeah, it's important. We're both quarantined we and have been for weeks and weeks and weeks. So they're not being irresponsible. So I would actually just sort of like you to answer either collectively or sequentially as you wish. Um, it's, it's heartening for people these days to see a long marriage and a marriage in which spirituality is central, in which, as people have heard you talking, you've gone through a lot together. Sort of... Um, let me, let me just actually think if there's if there's one or two like simple principles either either evolving principles or things that you've learned you know that has has made it possible as we're, we've titled this segment for you to serve God together mm -hmm. and not feel seemingly that the conflict between serving God and also taking care of each other is a is an impossibility how have you how have you reconciled those things? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to go first? Well, it, it's a great question. And there are, an, it's an important question, I think, for everybody. Um, with, whether you're in a romantic relationship or a partnership of any kind, but even just as a human being, because for me, the number one thing, especially people on this path where people are more important than things and God is most important. Mm -hmm. And so holding, and, and I, I think we both alluded to part of the story of holding that when we met, God was most important in your life. And it was really important for me to honor that. I think, as I said, that, that made Vivica Davy her, mm -hmm. having God most important. But it also became important for me to hold that because that became a standard. Now, I didn't hold myself to that standard initially, but later I did. And so that helps me, it helps my relationship with God, seeing that and honoring that in her, I can then honor it, my relationship with God, more importantly than this relationship. And that's really important. Um, Vivica Devi, um, let me think, I suppose you demanded that James be second to God from the start, so you can't complain if he makes you second, can, can you? That's correct. <laughs> that's right and you know I knew that by the time we met I that had been clarified in my own life that God was first I didn't know what it would look like day to day to put God first but I did know that my it was my responsibility spiritually to be seeking that question you know, what, what is, what am I being asked of today to, you know, as I move through the day to put God first. So that was something, you know, when I was talking in my, my story, our story about when Ananda came into my life and there was a change of direction for training. The thing that I had told James when we started together as in our relationship is um, while I take 
the guidance I receive very seriously, which creates a certain amount of unpredictability. Mm-hmm. But I'm not um, impulsive and I'm not flighty. And, you know, my experience of the divine in my own life, while unpredictable, it, I, I took it all very seriously. So part of what James stepped into was I can't tell you where my life is going to, that's what I was saying to him. I mean, I don't know where God's going to ask me to be 10 years from now. There might not be any big changes and there could be big changes and I wouldn't make a decision lightly, but if I felt guided to serve God in a particular way, um, I, my life depends on me saying yes to that. So the reason I'm saying that is, um, well, I don't even know why I'm saying that, but that was, that that has played out for both of us. And that's a, a really important part. First on the first level, seeing how, your relationship with God plays out in a day-to-day basis, which is different than how it plays out for me, which first of all, gives me ideas, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for both of us, but also the, the recognition that it can change from day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. So that, for example, part of my story in my career, when I left that coffee company a little over three years ago, I didn't know it initially that there was a calling, but but you could honor that, okay, I got this message of no, don't stay and help me through that transition and ultimately work for the Sangha mm-hmm. all, all and on to all the time because it was the same thing. kind of. Absolutely, it was the same thing. I recognized it. It felt like a divine call to me within James. Mm-hmm. And I knew just really what you're saying, Asha, you know, in all fairness. <laughs> if you're if he's feeling called by the divine, however, however insecure it might then appear financially to our life, which it was a big change. It is a big change. That being said, if James was being called by God, his own spiritual life is resting upon this choice. This is the way he's going to deepen spiritually. Then it's it's not only important that he do it, but I'll say this, there's another premise there. And this is to me, the premise of, um, in the, in our consciousness, the practice of uh, brahmacharya or Brahman, God's will is, is good for all. Mm -hmm. So if it's God's will, and of course that's a, you know, moment by moment, we do our best to tune into, is this what's being asked of me, but it would have to bless my life. It would, of course, be the right thing for me if, in fact, it's the right thing for him spiritually. So what I'm hearing here is a tremendous amount of personal faith within each one of you. Yeah. Would you say that that's the premise of your success? I I believe so. But can you ask it even just say it again? I want to make sure I understand. What I'm hearing you both say is that you have a lot of confidence within yourself. Yeah. That that your your sense of even of God's will doesn't come from each other. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And we and that confidence there's a I don't remember the saint now who said this but from the Catholic tradition that one of the saints says, you know, I I trust that my desire to do your will this is a prayer to God pleases you. And part of that prayer is that if I get it wrong, you know, I'm, I, we're doing our best, right? So definitely we just don't take it lightly. We, we never take a big decision lightly, 
but there is a, a personal responsibility to be discerning and be deeply listening and then follow that. You know, you test it as you go. There, mm-hmm. Well, there was a moment when James was, as he shared in his story, um, he got the message to leave. Mm-hmm. I, I can say for myself, gulp. okay (laughs) I mean I know at the moment it's like well I know what my salary is Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know what your salary has been okay and so but you know we just stayed in conversation it wasn't much time before he felt this beautiful inner um, wave of joy associated with it and so that's when I could feel it was a divine call I just felt that I felt like okay well whatever nervousness I have I need to go to God. Yeah. I need I need to go to God and say, okay, help me to support my partner. Help me to say yes. The, the other thing to add to that is because when we met in the first, I'll say the first 10 years of our marriage, I wasn't on a spiritual path, even though half of that I was practicing Ananda, yeah. you know, Pong Sa and so on and so forth. So it didn't start off for me with that that faith in God manifesting through me. But here's what it did start off with, and I can work with this, and in fact, I still do. When we met, it was, for both of us, instant recognition and instant love in that regard, unlike anything either of us had ever experienced before in any personal relationship. So deep was that that I think we both knew there's a purpose here. Mm. We don't know exactly what it is, but something, whatever that, however that purpose is going to fulfill, we're going to recognize it. And we spent 10 years on, on a path that we thought it was. And then that's what led to that, that I, I think I praised it the other day, the great adventure, where we completely changed our path because it didn't feel like we were fulfilling that purpose. Mm-hmm. So a recognition that there is something greater trying to happen, regardless of what the spiritual path is, mm-hmm. was that faith, that belief was very strong from the moment we met. The other thing I'll say in what you're, I'm hearing you talk about, James, is that, you know, one of the guidelines for me is the eight manifestations of, of the divine that Yogananda gave us, right, to know um, superconsciousness, to have a sense of it. So within our partnership, it looked great, right? I mean, so if I think about the levels of consciousness on a conscious level, other than having children, which we had had a plan that, okay, after 10 years, if we don't have our own, then we'll adopt. Mm-hmm. So we were poised for that. Um, so everything looked good. All the boxes were ticked, but the energy, the vibration, the joy of um, vibrancy wasn't there. And my own intuition was telling me, um, my, my soul wisdom was saying, children are not the answer. Mm-hmm. Children in our life, I mean, it's a beautiful choice, mm-hmm. but I feel on a soul level, something else with the message that I felt was something else may be trying to come through you mm-hmm. together as a partnership. Mm-hmm. So it was the, it was literally on an energetic level that we chose to change the direction of our life and listen energetically for, are we on the right course? Mm-hmm. Right? Is, is there more joy happening with the choices that we make mm-hmm. more peace, more centeredness, more, you know, divine power a sense of grace. You know, James, in, in the conversations we've had, we had the two conversations you had earlier, um, 
you mentioned the fact that even though you weren't thinking consciously about attunement with God, when you look back at your life, you realize how much how much intuition you had and yeah. how much you were being guided by forces that were beyond your ego. Yeah. So, so some of it, one way or another, is a bit of vocabulary Fr from the point of view of my saying that you were both strong in yourself. You, you, brought, mm -hmm. to, you brought to the partnership a spine. We you really were, did. Yeah. 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 James, when we've worked with couples, he came up with, he would, I love some of the phrases he will come up with. And one was, it takes a strong me mm -hmm. to create a strong we. Right. Exactly. And that's very true. And in terms of synergy, you know, our experience with synergy of one plus one equals a hundred, mm -hmm. not just two. Energetically, there needs to be an ability to stand, as you said, in your spine, to stand very strongly in your own understanding and in your truth and bring that to the table and make space for the other person's truth to say, okay, what's yours? Now, I'm not, I'm not one who believes that there's always a dark underside to things. <laughs> and I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to pry beyond what is appropriate. But inevitably, there must have been days that were harder than others. Absolutely. Yeah. If you were, if you were, if you were to then summarize, sort of, what, what have been the major hills that you've had to climb, or or veils that you've had to get through, not not just personally, but that that are universal. Because much of what you've said now, I mean, what what would you say would be the biggest challenges or the most relevant challenges you've had to go through? So, do you want me to start on this? Who gets to go first? <laughs> Well, when we started our great adventure, some of the we went to um, we did some different traveling, and we went to this one place that was a spa. Actually, it was a lovely experience. They had workshops and classes, and there was a woman from Oxford who was giving a course on creativity, and so she was she was just outlining the principles of creativity, what one can expect, and she used the famous Einstein, you know, uh, his not Einstein, sorry, um, Edison. Edison, yeah. So, but anyways, her one of her uh, cornerstones to creativity was frustration. Oh. She said there's a period of time where it's not working. It's mm -hmm. it's not working, but you you've you're in the flow and you don't get discouraged by that, or you stay with it. So that's why Edison is such a great example. So she said, you know, you're on track. You know, something's unfolding. You know, it's trying to happen. It isn't happening yet. And you feel frustrated. So she said, that's, an, that's normal. That's natural. At that point in the workshop, we turned and looked to each other and laughed and said, great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> our life is actually totally working. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what's happening. And, you know, it's not that. Well, anyway, so that's one moment. We laughed about that. Well, later, go forward, you know, a couple of years, and we're in the middle of our our um, coaching practice we're offering workshops and classes and there was some workshop we were working on and James and I are so different so we're highly compatible and harmonious and we are very different people we come at things in a very different way always we always do and so whatever the workshop was we were trying to figure out how to do some piece of it and it was so frustrating 
It was just so frustrating. So we got to a point where we'd gone as far as we can. I have to go at that point and go meet with someone. I had something else I had to do. So we stop right in that moment. I'm like, okay, let's just stop. So we stop. I get up, I go out to the car. And as I'm getting to the car, James has opened the little window in the back room and he calls out to me. I just see his little shining face. He goes, remember, frustration is a sign of great creativity. <laughs> And I just started laughing and I was like, okay, thank you. Right. Thank you. So humor, humor, um, an ability to, I mean, because we're so different, that's, that is the, um, the, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Yeah. It's becoming, although, I mean, of course we'll have humor about it because if you could just see it my way, it's natural, right. It's just natural that we would think that and feel it at times. So James, how does that feel from your side? <laughs> it, it's, it's true that that exactly what I just said, it's not a problem to be solved. Uh -huh. What I have seen in the workplace for you know decades before we met even is that true synergy is that the, when you're getting different points of view, different ways of thinking, and especially in corporate America, there, there's a, a sort of connection there to uh, bringing people in from different ethnicities and so on and so forth, which is a good thing, but really what it's about is different ways of thinking. <clears throat> That's in the corporate world. For us, it's not just thinking, it's just about who we are, how, how, how we bring God into our lives, how we think, how we create, how we do everything. Recognizing that we are so different, that there is a slice in the middle where we're the same. And that is where we can recognize, oh, this is what's trying to happen. And, and it just hasn't happened yet. <clears throat> Sorry, and God can figure that out. Yeah. All right, so that's the super conscious. So if the premise is that diversity is a gift, mm -hmm. and if we hang in there, mm -hmm. we're gonna discover that our two approaches, there's room for both of them. There's room for both mm -hmm. of these approaches. I mean, the other thing we've done as a couple and this came up when James made his decision about um, leaving the corporate world the second time, is <clears throat> being discerning about who is it more important to? Like if, if we really do have to come to one choice, um, compromise choice, a compromise, right? Then to look at in this decision between us, who is it more meaningful to? Like, you know, I might have a different approach, but does it matter? Mm -hmm. I mean, is it really going to make a difference? Mm -hmm. And that comes back to being self-honest and discerning and to say, you know, in this situation, I can go with your way. We really can only pick one. And I would do it differently, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I think about, Asha, a class you gave about cooperative leadership. Mm -hmm. And in cooperative leadership, if you're not the one leading, then your role is to support the one who is. Who has, the, who has the the one who has the final karmic responsibility? Right, and contribute. So, yeah. They have to carry it. Right? They have to carry it, and so one of us will inevitably feel. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but there can be these moments of like, this is very important to me, mm -hmm. and the other one, it isn't. I mean, it's a likes and dislikes. Which well, isn't as good. What's mo what's the most important is each other. Is that's totally right. Right. We have we've had enough experience with those situations that even if if I'm totally in my head mm -hmm. and trying to make you know, making a decision for my head and she recognizes that 
we have enough experience with each other to know that, well, even if I get it wrong, because I'm only in my head, I'm not in my heart, I'm not in my spiritual mm-hmm. spine, it's like, we'll get through this mm-hmm. because the divine ultimately will shepherd us back. If I got it wrong, right. we'll, and we'll end up on our feet eventually, somehow, some way. I think that premise too, you know, the foundation of kindness, so these are really simple yeah. things, but a foundation of kindness, the foundation of compassion. Um, Hmm. you know, not every moment is the right moment to have a conversation and make a decision. One of us just isn't in the right place for it. And so the other one will see that or will be, you know, we've come up with these things, as you said, you know, you, you learn. So you come up with, uh, let's not make that decision right now. Are these, would you, would you say that these were hard won lessons or do you think you, or do you think you, did, yeah. fought battles in previous lives and are reaping I would say previous lives. I would say previous I, lives. Yeah, for, for the most part, there has been <clears throat> there's been a grace yeah. that we have both experienced literally from the first moment when yeah. we met. Mm-hmm. And it just that grace just keeps showing up over and over and over again. Sometimes it, the grace shows up and it's difficult, mm-hmm. but usually, almost always, there's a recognition of this is the thing to do. When we, the, um, so the hard one moments, you know, Drupada did a reading for us and he said, kind of talking together, about, d- together. and he, he used the image of mountain goats. He said, you're both very strong. And you pardon, have- pardon me. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> into a mountain goat. Yes. Very like, you know. So every just once goats. in a while, just goats, every once in a while, we recognize that energy in us, right? We're kind of like <laughs> the mountain goat where you're going to butt heads. Like, so, and honestly, when we changed our, our, the uh, paradigm of our life, we did challenge ourselves. My goodness gracious. Before that, literally a, a dear friend of ours in Ananda, the minister, we were, happened to, to be visiting right when we were on the close to the eve of this decision, right around where we were. And so um, I went out to lunch with them. James was working that day and they were really questioning if this was a good idea for James to leave his work, for us to like head off on this great adventure. Who knows where we're going to go? Mm-hmm. And we, because it, primarily they were saying, you have so much harmony in your relationship. In essence, are you asking for too much here? Like you have a very good relationship and you're changing it because you feel like it could be more vital. It could be like, you know, I mean, it were all fair questions. What was interesting to me is I got so strong in my, you know, no, this is important. You know, we haven't realized our potential. We need to realize it. But my friend, each time he was asking me these questions, part of me was like, oh boy, these, I better be right about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, am I asking too much of James for heaven's sakes, yeah. right? Like, and and here was one of the moments specifically because I was not on this path. He wasn't, and he, you know, it, it the, the it didn't originate within him this question of have we realized our potential? But when I asked him, "Are you as happy as you thought we would be or could be?" You he, asked me when I asked him that, which he, he, you know, and he could tell I was asking him seriously. He said, "No," I said, "I'm not either," and I said, "You know why?" He said, "No," I said, "I don't either." I feel like we've ticked off every box anyone ever told us to tick off. We supported, like, but our lives were so parallel and there was something, a synergy was not happening. There was a synergy that was not happening. And 
So I, I go to lunch with my friends. He's challenging me. I'm watching this energy rise in me. And part of me is like, you better talk to James about this. So I did when I got home. I, hey, how was your lunch? How'd it go? And I said, and I told him, I said, you know, our friend is really wondering if this is a good idea. And maybe I'm asking too much of you. James, maybe. did you ever feel, I mean, you can feel magnetized by Vivica David. Did you ever feel compelled, driven, you know what I mean? Pushed, I guess is actually the word I want. There's a difference between being magnetized and being pushed. And even being pushed isn't bad. Behind every great man, there is a great woman, you know, pushing from behind because Shakti, the Shakti activates the male energy. That is a dynamic that happens. I mean, could you comment on that or what do you think? No, I, I don't think so. Not Certainly not in any of the big decisions, no. Uh -huh. there, there, that. I did not feel pushed in any way because part of it is my personality wouldn't allow me to be uh -huh. a goat within me because I would just push back. This would be the mountain goat who would just plant his feet and put his oh, head down. Okay. It would never work. So if for no other reason, then I don't think I've pushed back in terms of these big decisions. It's not, you know, do we buy this brand? Do we buy that brand? Was in the grocery store? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. those small things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's interesting when, when, just to continue that story, when Vivica David came home with this lunch with the, with the minister friend, and is, is she asking too much of me? I got upset. I got that you same did. little energy. Well, yes. I can do this. I can do this. This isn't too uh, much know, for why, me. Why is he questioning me? I can do this. Why does he think I'm weak? And, and I had the same, it's like, where did this energy come from? <laughs> It was great. I go, okay. Because our friend was saying, he asked, do you argue? And we were married at nine years coming on 10. I'm like, mm -hmm. he said, have you ever had an argument? No, no. And he said, you've never had an argument and you're going to change your whole life. I'm <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? I'm no. glad that I'm glad that this minister remains nameless because he might have a wife. <laughs> and years later, we talked to him, and he said to James, "I wasn't, I wasn't thinking enough of you." And James said, "That's right, right?" But, but actually, you know, sometimes such questions are divinely inspired. Of course, they were because what it does is precisely that somebody doubts you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you you realize, because sometimes you see, we not that you were, right. but sometimes a person plays weak and everybody sympathizes and it works. Right. But then right. when they actually believe that you're weak, yeah. that that activates quite a different DNA. Yeah. It was yeah. such a gift because it rallied within both of us. I mean, I listened to myself, tell my friend, we must do this. We must, you know, and then a part of me is like, where's that energy coming from? And just like James, the same thing happened. But, you know, you've also, you also said something extremely significant there, which is self-evident in both of you, that you're communicators. Yeah. So when they ask the question, do you argue often because, I mean, the answer to that is quite obvious. No, you communicate. That's true. Right. That's true, Asha. It's just That's that you communicate and it comes back to the fact that you have a sufficient self-knowledge that you can communicate rather than argue. People argue because of lack of self-knowledge. That's true. It's also, and, and this is really important and it's something that we teach in the, the communication part that we teach is not just speaking. It's also listening. Listen. Taking the perspective. And that's something that we both were trained in in different ways and different traditions, as it were, 
but that's a strong part of communication. It's half of communication mm -hmm. is listening and feeling heard. When, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say in the past, you did a lot of couples coaching, but, but you're not, that's not your, I mean, that's still your capability, but it's not your present vocation, correct? Right. It, it, I mean, I, I have felt since our coming here, there's a whole here to Palo Alto, here to Palo Alto that, you know, there's a, there's a beautiful model that came through our coaching practice of um, the sacred path of partnership. So I've always said to James, you know, someday I'd love for us to do that again. It was so well, it's, it's too obvious a question. I mean, here, I mean, I'm just sitting here, but it's just too obvious a question seeing hearing and watching the experience so it's an open question to be considered yes. you know is where 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 and how can that that experience yeah. be used yeah yeah because you know in this divine mother needs helpers <laughs> <laughs> divine mother needs helpers especially in this area this is a generational area of misery for people oh yeah true. they all know that yeah, very true. Very true. And the, the other part of that is mm -hmm. and just exactly how we started off, where one person in the marriage is on a spiritual path and the other is not. Mm -hmm. Right. We see this at Ananda here mm -hmm. in Palo Alto all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's it's not about upholding that the, the partner who's not will suddenly get on a spiritual path. Sometimes yes and sometimes no. But it's about how how to interact within that partnership when right. one is and one isn't. Because I'll say again, what Yogananda taught is, you know, spiritual principles are universal. Right. So they're universal. They do, you don't have to be on a particular path, which is what I recognized in James when we met. I knew, I said, well, you could be on the same path as me and not emanate any of these qualities. Right. right. You are living by principles <laughs> that work right that we're living by the same principles right and that's what matters well it's self-evident to me that we could go on for a very 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 long time but i think we're going to have to leave it here but thank you very much that was 100 percent exactly what i hope we could have talked about and i'm i'm very grateful to have been able to spend this time with you and thank you for your openness and your sincerity god bless you both